It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Let's kick it off, Angie, with some listener questions, the first of which comes to us from Amber this week. Uh, Amber over in Durham. By the way, if you want to submit a question, you can do that by texting the word SAVVY to the number 21000, and you'll see a spot where you can ask questions there. Just text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. All right, Amber says, is it better for me to work with a realtor who works alone and can dedicate tons of personal attention to me or with a larger team? Well, Amber, you know, not talking down amongst any of the agents, you know, we all start somewhere, right? I started off as an individual agent, but looking back, I can tell you, you 100% will get better service by working with a team who has people working on the back end. So for example, with our team, when you go to purchase a home or sell a home, you know, whatever scenario it might be for you, you have your agent, okay? But then your agent, of course, has other clients too. So that's why then we have our whole administrative staff who's there to facilitate you. So for example, if you're buying a home, you have your agent who's your main point of contact. But then you also have your closing manager who handles everything from contract to close and on the back end, working with the lender, working with the attorney, helping out with negotiation of repairs. On the flip side, if you're looking to sell a home, we have our listing manager that helps you with getting your home marketed and putting into MLS and just all of that fun stuff to get you top dollar. Of course, you have your agent who's your main point of contact negotiating on your behalf, working directly with the other agents in the market who might be helping to facilitate an offer. And then again, you have your closing manager who works on the back end from contract to close. I say all that um, because it's super important to understand by having like a well-oiled machine where you have the whole team working for you, everyone has you at top of mind at all times. There is no way to service a client 100% and give them the best attention that they need unless you have many people working on the back end. And just to let you know, it's not confusing when we have you know a lot of different individuals that are helping to facilitate the process. We have done this so many times, and it's super impressive to go back and look at our reviews on Zillow. And you'll see that sometimes the shout-out is given to the agent. Sometimes it's given to the listing manager or to the closing manager. Because as a client, all the client cares about is being taken care of. It's not necessarily who they're working with. They just want to make sure that they have a seamless, easy process. They know what's going on throughout, and they're taken care of. So Amber, I would highly suggest you work with someone who has a larger team but has definitive roles per se. It's a great way to put all of that into perspective, Angie, and how you can kind of accomplish all of that personal attention with a larger team. It's not those things aren't mutually exclusive. I think that's really important to remember here, Amber. And it's a great question. I mean, a lot of people don't ask these kinds of questions before they hire an agent or a team to work with. And so I'm impressed that you are asking these kinds of things. So Mm -hmm. if you want to dive a little bit more into that, Amber, definitely reach out to Angie. Have a conversation with her a little bit about what that relationship would look like. Setting expectations is really important. And you can uh, talk all of that out with Angie. If you want to call or text her directly, you can do that at 919-538-6477. That's 919-538-6477. 
6477. All right, Angie, I have another question here from Stephen in Chapel Hill. Stephen says, if you had to choose between updating a kitchen, not a full renovation, just freshen up of a kitchen, uh, freshening up a bathroom, or painting the outside of the home, which upgrade would you do if you only had the budget for one? Yeah, I definitely do the kitchen. Um, you know, most people uh, spend their time in the kitchen, between the kitchen and living room, especially when they're entertaining. So to have that freshened up and make a potential buyer feel like they would not need to put money into the home once they move in, that's really going to help you to sell the home. So definitely freshen up your kitchen. You know, the going colors right now are just your whites, maybe white on white. You could add in some gray, but whites and gray are definitely still the colors of 2021. So having it bright, you know, lively, that fresh color, that will go a long way. And it doesn't always have to be, uh, you know, new everything, right? So if it's yeah, if you're not talking yeah. about a full reno, I mean that you can refinish cabinets, even just a fresh yes. coat of paint. Adding, I know in our uh, when we sold our first home, Angie, all we really did was we just repainted the cabinets, and uh, just to kind of freshen up that white paint a little bit. And uh, we also did um, just added, you know, knobs, added fixtures, yeah. and it just helped everything pop exactly. a little bit more. And you know, it was a very inexpensive upgrade uh, to that kitchen, and I think it just really helped pull it all off. Yes, you're no, you're a hundred percent right. Just the littlest changes can really just make the kitchen look new, even though it still has, like you said, the original cabinets, but a fresh coat of paint or you know, new handles, new knobs, new appliances even. So just a couple of different changes can really help to make that kitchen stand out. Great question, Stephen. Thanks for sending that one in to us. Yeah, kitchen always uh never a bad thing to upgrade, especially if you do it in, in a smart way that's appropriate for your home and uh, you know, its status and your situation and all those kinds of things. Things. This one comes to us from uh, Gwen. Gwen says, oh, by the way, Gwen's in uh, Wake Forest. Gwen says, what's a reasonable amount to pay for due diligence and earnest money in order to be competitive in today's market? Oh, that's a tough question, Anna. So, um, you know, it really depends, first of all, on price point of the home and also location. Uh, for example, um, I know one of our uh, clients we are representing, our agent shared with us, um, the location, um, it was in Smithfield, and they only put down $2,000 in due diligence, and it was around the price point of 200000 But then you come here into Raleigh, and if you find a home that's at 200000 we're seeing upwards of 15,000, 20,000. Um, so I would say anytime you are in, you know, Raleigh and the specific triangle areas here, if you're looking at that price point anywhere between a 250 to even 550 in order to win an offer, again, we're seeing 15,000, 20,000, $25,000 in diligence, which I know seems absolutely insane but that is what's needed to win the offers um, because that money, again, is at risk immediately. Should you back out as a buyer, the seller is pocketing that money. But remember, that money is credited back to you at closing. Um, but yes, that's what we're seeing in today's market. This is one of those things, Angie, that kind of changes over time, right? Like, Remember when it we does. bought our first home, very minimal due diligence and earnest money was needed. And then that, yeah. that, that, yeah. that's changed a lot today. And I didn't hit on earnest money, actually. Um, earnest money, you know, it, it doesn't seem to be as important as due diligence. So majority of the buyers are offering, you know, the bulk of the money up front as due diligence. Maybe they give a teeny bit more of earnest. Maybe they just don't even give any at all, you know? If it's a $300,000 home, you've offered $20,000 in due diligence. You know, what's another measly $3,000 of earnest money to be at risk later, right? You've already 
put everything, all your skin in the game in the beginning. But you're right. You know, when this contract first came out, it's been several, several years ago, of due diligence money and earnest money, um, we were seeing on average, and it was like this for several years, on average, 1% total of the purchase price, due diligence and earnest money together. So $200,000 home, we're seeing about a total of $2,000, you know, split up between due diligence and earnest money. But today we're talking about 20,000. So see the difference there. Um, So it's definitely a different market. That's a huge difference. Um, Interesting to see and a great question. Thank you for sending that one in to us. Uh, One more here for you, Angie. This one comes to us from Smith in Fuquay. Smith says, when putting an offer on a house, how much over asking price should we expect to go in today's market? Ooh, that's another one, um, Smith. That's a that's a difficult one. It's just like due diligence money and what's needed to win an offer. But if it's a multiple offer situation, you know we are seeing. I've seen some go upwards of twenty, thirty, fifty thousand over. Um, there was actually a local real estate professional who said that their client lost on a multiple offer situation was following the MLS listing. It ended up closing a hundred thousand dollars over, and that was on a four hundred twenty-five thousand dollar home. That all sounds crazy, right? To to just even it's hard to even fathom that. But I know in other states I've seen or I've heard from other real estate professionals there, they're getting offers upwards of two hundred thousand over asking price or list price. Um, so it's hard to give you a straightforward answer there, Smith, but we definitely can give you the guidance on based on the location and the price point of a home what we're seeing in today's market and what we've seen just because of all of the clients that we help. We're in the market every single day making offers for clients at all different price points, all different locations, and we are watching the market you know, daily, hourly to see what's happening. So we can give you guidance there on what we've seen and what we would expect of you and educate you. And then, of course, it's up to you to make that decision on how high will you go. You know, if you don't win it, was it okay that you lost or must you win this home? And then what is it worth to you? You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.